0: Well, welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to be talking about the kingdom of God and uh, why you need to be seeking it and its righteousness. And we talked two hours this morning, and we went through, uh you know, Romans and Ephesians, and we showed how we are to be putting on the full armor of God, the whole armor of God, uh, to be able to stand against the wiles of the adversary. Uh, the evil of the world. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of the world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. So, are there rulers uh, of the darkness of the world? Uh Who is that? Where where do we come across that in this uh, rulers of the world? And we talked about world that sometimes Paul's talking about using a word world that means age. And sometimes he's talking about a word that means the organized system of government. And that we were not a part of those systems because they were run by men who called themselves benefactors. But exercised authority one over the other. And Jesus made it really clear that we were not to be that way. So I talked about two hours about how the world has been trying to frighten you, uh, trying to make you angry, judging this whole Black Lives Matter movement. They're all about making people angry and upset and, uh, saying ridiculous, making ridiculous demands against people who didn't ever do them any harm, as if somehow or other that uh, they have some sort of justified, and they seem so angry. So many of the people on the left seem so angry. And, of course, some of their uh, shenanigans and uh, burning down communities and robbing communities and and just generally being uh, rioting by the day, as as you might say, because there is a reference to that in the Bible. That... uh, they're trying to make other people upset and eventually somebody's going to go out there and just shoot a bunch of them and uh, and I guess there was a shooting but nobody heard about it cuz it was a black guy shooting him but uh, so they don't that doesn't get into the news but uh, the rulers of the darkness of this world they're using the word that means age a time so who is the rulers of the darkness of this world and, uh, I was sharing some things that I found that were kind of interesting to, uh, Brother Paul after the show. And, uh, and, uh, it was kind of interesting. I, I told him what a particular word, what the origin of a particular word was in the Greek. And, uh, it had to do with this, uh, you know, darkness at midnight kind of thing. And, uh, uh, the actual the actual word, which appears only once in the, the Testament, is composed of several words. And it has to do with kind of thinking in a dark sort of way. It's to spend the night, to pass the whole night, to continue all night. And it actually is composed of a word that means midnight. So what it really is saying is a continuous midnight. And so then, of course, then he asked me, so what... What's that word, the corresponding word to that particular reference in the Greek? I mean, in the Hebrew, rather than just the Greek. And uh, that appears also only once in the whole Bible. And it has to do with the sun of the blackened, of darkness, of pitied. And it's composed of a number of numerous Hebrew letters. And so you could go through that... Uh, the beta resh, resh having to do with authority, and beta has the house, the house of authority, and then there are, uh, mims and chets and yads mixed in. And then when you see the word actually in the Hebrew, it, 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 it can be much different. But, it also has a little bit to do with choice. And, uh, But uh, exactly where that is in reference to and what, uh, you'll save it for the Burning Bush Festival. You'll have to ask me at the Burning Bush Festival. But, uh, because I can't give away all the mysteries, we talked about the mysteries this morning and uh, how uh, the mystery of fellowship, the fellowship of mystery, what is that all about? Uh, How you put on the full armor of God, how they put chinks in your armor to... To make you more vulnerable and what they want to do is make you angry or make you afraid or make you want to fight rather than simply seek the righteousness of God. See, the great victories of the Bible was not men fighting men, but men allowing God to fight for them. And... Uh, amazing and miraculous things happen. And considering all the stuff that is stacked up against the people, miraculous things are what you're going to need in abundance of. So we talked about how this darkness is used, this fear is used by evil to gain control and cow the people. And we show you in your own modern folklore and movies and stuff like that, uh uh, you know, like... Uh, when Yoda talks to uh, Luke and and Luke says he's not afraid but Luke says uh, or Yoda says to Luke you will be that that phrase is repeated in numerous other movies it it's one of the more memorable phrases and why was Yoda so sure that Luke would be afraid because when he goes into this dark place and faces the principalities and the rulers of darkness, <laughs> he goes in only with what he is carrying with him. And But Yoda is sure that he will be afraid. Why? Because he also is carrying with him anger, judgment, which is why Christ says, judge not. Be not angry even with your brother. Go and make peace with him you're not going to be able to defeat the rulers of darkness that use the people of the world to do bad things. But if you are walking in with the Holy Spirit and not running out ahead of the Lord, then victory may be on your side. You will not be the victor, but you will be on the side of the victor who is Christ. Which is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So anyway, with that much said, we also went on and talked about vaccines and the different kind of vaccines, and they have vaccine trials here in Southern Oregon, not too far away. I know some of the people that are over there. I hope they don't volunteer. <laughs> but anyway, they're taking in forty people, hopefully a day, and they're going to have seven hundred people vaccinated with a new vaccine. And of course, I wanted to. I knew there were. Hundreds of different vaccines that people are trying to manufacture. Uh, there are two particular vaccines that are very dangerous. And, and it all depends on what you're doing with them and how big the dosage is and how often you get the dosage because they're not talking about one shot and you're, you're vaccinated. They're talking about numerous shots on a regular basis. And But they didn't go with a DNA shot with this one company that's testing in Southern Oregon. They went with an RNA shot. Never before has an RNA vaccine ever been approved for human use. So what was an RNA vaccine? And we talked a little bit about that and some details. And I actually quoted uh, Bill Gates because Bill Gates has Gates Notes where he tells you what he's up to <laughs> what he's thinking but uh you you have to go and uh and and read it as if you were listening to the serpent in the garden <laughs> to figure out what he's talking about and he talks about RNA he says he's not going to tell you about DNA vaccine although I've heard him talk about that in other places DNA vaccine and I'll say it here now, and then we'll go over a fact check that contradicts what I'm going to say. DNA vaccine can actually alter your your DNA. It can cause your DNA to change, and not change back. <laughs> in other words, it's, it's 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 even he admits the type of genetic material included in DNA vaccines is different. And the method of administration is different. And uh, I may talk a little bit about why many of the doctors say why they don't want to try a DNA vaccine. And I remember when I read this, I've read... I don't know how many reports I've read. The actual studies. I actually go back and read the studies. This morning on the show, I was showing you how somebody was quoting a newspaper article. I I read from newspaper articles. And then I show you what they didn't tell you from the actual source that these reporters should be reading. They just leave out what is an inconvenient truth in order to create their scenario that somehow other doctors will save us. We showed how the... Spanish flu, which killed lots and lots of people, actually killed lots and lots of people There were extenuating circumstances because it wasn't more virulent than other flus that came about, but it came at a particular time when the people were vulnerable and there was a lot of things going on. But one of the things that killed thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people was the treatment used by medical doctors. Once they start using a particular treatment, it is sometimes very hard for a doctor to take the humility to admit, I made a mistake, I'm causing the death of these people. And I heard doctors saying that about the ventilators, that it was killing people. I heard nurses saying the ventilators, they worked in one hospital, nobody died, but they weren't using ventilators. They worked in another hospital, where they put everybody on a ventilator. Not everybody, but a lot of people on ventilators. And everybody put on the ventilator died except for one guy who pulled the ventilator out himself. Pulled it out with his bare hands. <laughs> so uh, the reality is the ventilators kill people. And uh, there are places that you could use them, but with COVID, it's a very bad idea to use a ventilator. In most cases, you can't say that with every case. But once you began, they and some doctors began to find out and do the research, what was going on instead of just keep doing the same old thing and expecting a different result. But they realized ventilators was not the solution. And a lot of the horror stories of people losing fingers and having blood clots and almost dying, it comes from the fact that they were put on ventilators not really from the covid the covid kills very few people it's the other morbidities that people have that usually kill them but the they attribute the death to covid so that's where you get the high numbers. There really isn't a high number death rate for COVID. It isn't really killing as many people as they want to say. Now to say that, people are going to say, oh, well, I don't believe anything this guy says because he's, he's a denier. Well, you're an immunity denier if you realize that Spanish flu came and went and nobody developed a vaccine. If you don't know that polio was disappearing by the time they came up with a vaccine and almost... W- We almost had reached herd immunity because 95 to 98% of the people who got polio didn't even hardly know they got polio. Most of them, 95 didn't even show symptoms. 90, the, the other 3 or 4% who showed symptoms, most of them recovered entirely. It's a very small percentage that actually died from polio. Well, all those people who got sick, with polio, and didn't even know they got sick in many cases, were already immune. Your body develops immunity like that all the time. Polio wasn't really a problem. And today, 75%, 70 to 75% of the polio cases out there in many parts of the world are from the vaccine. That's CDC will admit that. The vaccine is causing people to get polio. Now, it may give some immunity to other people, but polio is actually something society can get immunity rather quick. And there's all kinds of evidence that there are things you can do in your diet to prevent if you do get polio, where you are needing a process of recovery, your diet can make a huge difference. And there are all kinds of studies that have shown that. But they're not going to tell you about that because those things aren't going to make anybody money. But the vaccines are going to make people rich. But it also can do all kinds of other things that are probably not really a good idea to do. But we'll get into that. But first, now I just made the assertion that DNA can be altered. Human DNA can actually be altered by a DNA vaccine. Now, the one they're testing is an RNA. That's not beyond the reach of that. And... Like I said, when they were originally developing the polio vaccine and they were, they were giving it to monkeys, polio to monkey, and making the vaccine from these rhesus monkeys, there were scientists that said there's a danger here that we may be infecting people with viruses that that monkey already has. And of course, that's what they did. They infected, and this is CDC. 93 million Americans, 93 to 94 million Americans were infected or possibly exposed to a monkey virus that is now causing cancer in possibly thousands and thousands of people affecting their immune system. And numerous people have written about it. There's been numerous studies about it. Even the CDC admits that that monkey virus went into them. This is what some of the other scientists are saying, that viruses that are in mice are getting into the human blood supply because of vaccines. So this is why they wanted to go to an RNA vaccine and a DNA vaccine is because they're removing the animals from the equation. And therefore, they think they're removing the danger of being infected by viruses that are already in animals coming over when they uh, make the vaccine so they're going to the RNA but now there are problems with the RNA well we'll look at the fact check first widely shared claims on social media link to a video alleging that future vaccines against COVID-19 would genetically modify humans this claim is scientifically untrue okay that's the claim of the fact-checkers. They quote a Mr. Kaufman, a Dr. Kaufman, who has become notorious and is probably one of the most censored guys out there. Now, he's done a lot of research. I don't agree with everything he says, but I don't know everything he says or why he says it, but I'd love to have have him on and talk to him. But the reality is, is that uh, I don't need Mr. Kaufman in order to tell you some of these things because I went and read the actual studies. I know he's read a lot of studies too, and I won't say anything against him. But, uh, COVID-19 vaccine, I'm reading the fact checkers, provide a vessel to inject genes into humans first by procedures known as electroporation. Now, he's, this isn't actually with all vaccines, this is DNA, but he hasn't said that yet. In which the electric current creates little holes in our cells. And uh, I, I guess these they're kind of quoting a little bit of what Kaufman says, but they don't really have it in the actual quotes, but uh, he says uh, first by this procedure of electroporation. Which is knocking the holes in the electric uh with electric current into the cells creates these holes and then allows the DNA to go into our own cells and then through the insertion of foreign proteins and supposedly generate immunity and so anyway, that's partly what Kaufman says. It, now here's what the fact because uh, they were going in and out of quotes on that statement. He says fact checker, World Health Organization, WHO, a DNA vaccine involves a direct introduction into appropriate tissues of plasmid containing the DNA sequence encoding the antigens against which an immune response is sought and relies on the C2 production of the target antigen. Now, that's the World Health Organization. RNA vaccines, they call them mRNA vaccine, and like I say, this one is 1273 that they're testing. That is actually also putting genetic material into... The fluids around the cells, not necessarily trying to get them into the cell itself. Doesn't mean they can't get into the cell, but the idea of the RNA, according to Bill Gates, who specifically says, here's how RNA vaccine works. Rather than injecting the pathogen antigen, pathogen's antigen into your body, You instead give the body the genetic code needed to produce the antigen itself. Now, what's an antigen? Maybe we should clear that up. An antigen is a toxin or other form substance which induces an immune response in the body, especially the production of antibodies. So, you know, if you breathe in a virus and your body, you know, in, in, it's somebody else's exosome, you breathe it in, it gets into your eyes or through openings in your skin, and it actually gets into a cell somewhere where that cell can replicate that antibody. Now that's an unhealthy response. Your body should know that that, that, uh, flu virus or whatever virus it is, is not you and it should not let that cell into your cells and it should not replicate it. And in many people it won't do this. This is why 95% of the people who are exposed to polio didn't get sick because their body quickly recognized that this was foreign and even if their body replicated some of the virus, which it would almost have to to get any kind of immune response, your body would... Create that immune response if you were not eating too much sugar or not drunk on alcohol or, or had four other morbidities and, and other problems, you know, like insulin resistant or something. Your body would naturally produce antibodies that would get rid of the antigens and it would also notify your body through its own exosome process not to replicate those particular exosomes anymore because they're not you so healthy people don't even get sick really healthy people uh, they they don't even open up to these these foreign uh, things to let them into their uh, cells to reproduce them but uh, people that may have other problems immune problems they might do that and they're the ones who will get sick hopefully their body when it sees it it awakens to it and fixes it quickly. You know, out here in this country, there's, uh, there's all kinds of, uh, uh tetanus. And, uh, occasionally, you know, I actually had an aunt who died of tetanus, uh, based on a puncture wound that did not get cleaned out sufficiently and that's usually what it is because you walk around anywhere with a scratch and tetanus is everywhere out here in the horse barns and horse stables uh, we've had sheep die of tetanus um, so it's around but your body develops a natural immunity even if you never get a tetanus shot the problem is that if you get a deep wound and the te- gets in there and starts to reproduce and your body doesn't catch it because it's damaged tissue where you've just got the injury, it can start producing the toxin. And you may not be, you know, it may grow and produce more toxin faster than your body can get rid of the toxin. That's why, you know, the, the vaccine for tetanus is a tetanus toxoid Vaccine Because it's teaching your body how to get rid of the toxin. Most of us out here, our bodies know how to do that because we're exposed all the time to it. This is how your body gets healthy. This is how your body gets a robust immune system. This is why uh, Europeans survived the plagues that wiped out the American Indian. The American Indian did not have a very robust immune system. Europeans had a robust immune system. Why? Because they traveled all over Europe. They had ships going to the east. They had ships going here to America and picking up diseases and bringing them back to Europe. And people got sick and they died by the millions while they were developing these trade routes and bringing new diseases to places where people had no immunity. But it gave them a very strong immune system so that when they came over to America... They developed an immunity to the pathogens that were here. Many of the pilgrims died the first year, but then the next pilgrims that came, they they survived better and better. And it, we see the same thing when people go down to Mexico and they get uh, diarrhea and stuff because they're introduced to pathogens they're not used to. That doesn't happen so much now because people are intermingling and crossing borders all the time and so we're all getting used to it. And we're getting used to these pathogens without vaccines. (laughs) That we do not need to give seven billion people a vaccine for COVID. Most people are already immune. Some were naturally immune and didn't even know they were exposed. Some Developed immunity with mild colds, but they're already immune. They're, they're too late for the vaccine. And the idea of giving it to seven billion people is insane because of what they're doing, and he says right here, when the antigens appear, because they're putting the, 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 they're putting in a genetic code into your body, into the fluids around your cells of your body, that need to produce that antigen itself. They get your body to produce that antigen, which is a toxin or foreign substance. They get your body to reproduce it. They make you sick (laughs) with it so that your body produces an immune response that attacks the very antigen your body produced. Now, nature does that. And to those 1,500 people that were aboard the Paradise cruise ship, most of them produced those right away. They, they were introduced with a the pathogen. They developed immunity. They didn't even get sick. Only a few people died out of 1,500 people. And almost all those people were old people. The average age was like 68, 69 years of age. So there were people in there that were 70. There were people in there that were 80. And there may have been 90-year-olds. But most of them survived. Very few of them died. Some of them got sick. But they got better. What that process is exactly what they're trying to induce with the RNA vaccine. Except most of the people have probably already overcome COVID. If you're still hiding in your house with a mask on. And you're a young person. You've been cowed by fear. But anyway, so he told you what the RNA is. And then, so now, this guy, who's the fact checker, is trying to tell you what the DNA vaccine is. And he says, who says the DNA vaccine involves a direct introduction into appropriate tissues of plasmid containing the DNA sequence encoding the antigens against which the immune response, which is you, is sought and relies on in the C2 production of the target antigen. So there's they're, they're gonna to try to get you to produce the antigen and then that produces the immune response because just a couple of little antigens are going to do it. You have to get enough in your body where they will start to do that. But the key word there is involves the direct introduction into appropriate tissues. That's not all it does. That's it's, it's just involved with that. He says this means, he's, now he's going to explain it to you. This means in contrast to the more widespread conventional vaccines, which use whole pathogens or fragments of DNA vaccines, involves the injection of small parts of the virus, genetic code, DNA and, and RNA, to stimulate immune response in the patient without an infection. Now, what they basically do is they take fluids from something that had the disease. They supposedly, using toxins, destroy the virus enough so, break it up enough so, disintegrate it enough so that it can't operate as the virus. It won't force you to completely replicate and all this, but it's going to introduce toxins into your system to stimulate your system to an immune response, which, of course, you'd, every child does when it plays on the floor. Every child does when it meets new children, when it has new viruses, new bacteria, new toxins in society, and it learns... Its body learns to fight those without injecting anything. He said this procedure does not create a genetically modified organism. That procedure doesn't. That doesn't. What he just described, this genetic coding, does not create a genetically modified organism, which is the food and agricultural organization's defines an organism in which one or more genes called transgenes have been introduced into a genetic material from another organism using recumbent DNA technology. Well, you're not necessarily using recumbent DNA technology. Where do flus come from to begin with? Most flus come out of northern China. Why? Because they have large numbers of pigs, large numbers of waterfowls. Waterfowls have huge numbers of flu viruses in them, most of which you can't get because they're too different. They're too foreign. The protein uh, spikes on them are not like uh, the protein spikes in your body, and so therefore your body will not replicate them. Uh, You might get salmonella, but that's not uh, a virus. But when you mix so many waterfowl with so many pigs... And so many people, they you create an incubation of a disease that can jump species. And somebody in northern China, some guy, gets a new virus, a new flu virus. Gets into him somehow, he's handling the pigs, he's handling the waterfowl, he doesn't wash his hands and this is happening to millions of people and somebody something mutates enough so that it actually in this huge soup of bacteria etc it mutates enough that it jumps species and he gets a cold he gets the flu and he probably gets better because he's so used to it but before he gets better he generates enough to get somebody else sick so it gets it begins to pass through the human population and they have, they have people out there checking all the time because that's, they know that's where most of the new flus come from because you have the environment in which those mutations could possibly jump species. It takes a lot, you know, million pigs, <laughs> million people, farming pigs, million waterfowls, But eventually it jumps the species and then you have a new flu virus coming. We'll get immune to it. Most of us will. People who are already got morbidities or sick or old, they may die from it. But with the robust immune systems, we'll get better. But they they won't make any money unless they invent a vaccine, scare you enough that you think you need to get that vaccine. (laughs) You go and get the vaccine. So anyway... Uh, Mark Linus, uh, a visiting fellow at Cornell University Alliance for Science group, debunked the idea that the DNA vaccine could genetically modify an organism. Well, that's, that's great. And he says, that's just a myth. One often spread intentionally by anti vaccination activists to deliberately Generate confusion and mistrust of vaccines. Genetic modified uh, modifications would involve the deliberate insertion of foreign DNA into the nucleus of a human cell. Go back to what Gates said. That is, th- they, that is what they're talking about with DNA. Uh, uh, is to be actually inserted into cells by that uh electrical current process that was mentioned by Kaufman. It, did Kaufman just make that up or is you know Mark Linus just ignoring that? Uh yes, the RNA vaccine and the DNA vaccine if they were testing them I haven't found anybody testing it yet, although they know about it. They've they've invented the process. So somebody got tested, probably on animals. But it does involve an electrical current. But the RNA does not. But they are both intermuscular. They're not subcutaneous vaccines. Now, see, now, if you don't know these terms... I'm sorry, but subcutaneous under the skin, intramuscular is in the muscle. Why are they doing it in the muscle? Because they're trying to get it as close to the cells as possible to create that immune response. So, RNA vaccinations offer further benefits, they say, that make it a more viable alternative to DNA vaccines. Some of these are outlined below. So now we're, go- we're going to read the actual studies. The, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I, I took out a few little clips. The mRNA is translated into cytosol, which is an intracellular fluid, a cytoplasma. And you heard them use that word plasma before. They actually call it a cy- cytoplasmic matrix. And that's in that fluid... It's going to produce the antigens and then your body's going to see these foreign materials and produce an immune response to get rid of the antigens that they put into you and that they put into you to create your, to trick your body into producing toxins, poisons in your body so that your body would recognize the poisons and then do something to create this immune response. Of course, we do this every time a flu goes around. Everybody gets exposed. Everybody, we inhale them. We, they get into our sinuses. The, the masks don't stop them. Viruses are exosomes. Exosomes are tiny, tiny little things that it's not going to stop on mamas. It's not going to stop. It can be on your hands, any kind of intimate contact. We exchange these exosomes all the time. It's what makes us healthy. But here's another quote. No need for the RNA to enter the cell nucleus. The risk of being integrated to the host genome is averted. Now, this is uh, Verbecki... Uh, Lynn Tecker, uh, Sh- uh, Dr. Schmidt, uh, DeWitt, I got a whole list of doctors who've done this. Three decades of messenger RNA vaccine development, and they've been writing about this for years. The mRNA vaccine is not integrated into the host genome, and using it averts that danger which does exist with DNA, which your fact checker didn't even mention. And Mark Linus didn't even mention. But all these other scientists have been writing about it for three decades. (laughs) That DNA vaccines can be integrated, because you're actually putting DNA inside the cells, and we're talking millions of cells, It can become, change the genome of the host. The host, by the way, in case you didn't know, that's you. So, the mRNA strand in the vaccine may elicit an unintended immune reaction. They don't know. That's why they're testing it. But they just started testing and they want a billion, the president just announced he wants 100 million doses as soon as possible. People are talking about November. How in the world will you know the long-term effect? We talked this morning about the fact that 67 to 75% of the people who did not get certain vaccinations are, are are still able to get pregnant. But twenty-five to thirty-five percent of the people who did get certain vaccinations cannot get pregnant. They're sterile. We already have a low birth rate. This population collapse is a real danger because people are not having children in Europe, mostly because of socialism. But now, people who want to have children for numerous reasons can't have children. And there seems to be a connection between this and numerous vaccines, including tetanus vaccines in Africa. Now people will, you know, Snopes will write an article, but we talked this morning and showed you that, wait a minute, numerous scientists and peer-reviewed papers are finding the same thing. Not just the original Catholic priests and Catholic medical doctors who were finding that people were having, they were having abortions. I mean, they were naturally aborting. After they had these tetanus vaccines, they had the tetanus vaccines tested, and they found that somebody put in hormones that causes sterility for 500,000 people, 500,000 young girls. And now people poo-poo this, but other people have now come along in 2017, that was back in 2004, 2014, it really came out, but in 2017 and even in 2020, there's more evidence coming forward. And, uh, and uh, like one publication was giving them such a hard time for the approval process that they withdrew it from that publication, they went and put it in another. But there's a concerted effort not to allow you to become concerned about what they're putting in these vaccines. So here's another study, and here's one even quoted in the New York Times. DNA vaccines will permanently alter your DNA by delivering synthetic genes, which is what these all are because they're not using animals to produce this because they they don't admit it. There's all kinds of evidence that these animals have been... Well, they do admit it. it like I said, it is in CDC studies that 93, 94 million Americans had monkey viruses injected into their bodies. And those monkey viruses, according to numerous studies, are now causing people to get many tumors and cancers in their older age more rapidly than they would have otherwise. There's a pandemic of immune and autoimmune diseases all over. It's definitely connected with vaccines. And they know that vaccines, people are going to find out more and more people are waking up every day and reading the literature that is out there. Uh, more and more scientists are admitting it. But Bill Gates is anxious to create 7 billion doses of his vaccine. It's actually probably 14 billion because you're supposed to get more than one shot. To go worldwide, all kinds of problems with that. And he has been an advocate of lowering the population for decades. If you go back to his father, who was an advocate of the same thing, I would be suspicious. I'm sorry. I don't trust him. (laughs) But anyway, like I was saying, the key thing is is that we should be doing what Christ said, sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands, what we talked about this morning. Not depending upon the world for our our uh gifts, gratuities, and benefits, but depending upon each other that it will alter you, it will prepare you, it will help put on the full armor of god and, and here's here's another quote this first human trial based on this strategy of delivering synthetic genes into your muscles. The scientists are essentially re-engineering the animals to resist disease. That—that's a direct quote. They—they've been doing it into the muscles uh, of the experimental monkeys, and they say that the scientists are essentially re-engineering the animals to resist disease. they first human trials based on this strategy called immunoprophylaxis by gene transfer, or IGT, that's a term you'll see hear a number of times, you may not hear it as much as you need to hear it, is underway and several new ones are planned. That was five years ago that that was stated. Again, a quote from the New York Times, 315.15, quoting studies. Scientists isolate the genes that produce powerful antibodies against certain diseases and then synthesize artificial versions. The genes are placed into viruses and injected into human tissues, usually muscles, intermuscular. Quote again, the virus invade human cells with their DNA payloads, that's the DNA, not an RNA, and the synthetic gene is incorporated into the recipient's own DNA. If all goes well, if all goes well, I'll read that one more time, if all goes well, (laughs) the new gene instructs the cells to begin manufacturing powerful antibodies what happens if all does not go well this is uh this is the alteration of human genetic makeup i'm i'm reading again right out of the article not at new york times not just the visit permanent resident and once person's dna is changed he will live with that change and all the ripple effects in this genetic makeup for the rest of his life. This is, uh, now somebody else is saying, this is genetic roulette with a loaded gun. Anyone that and everyone on earth injected with DNA vaccines will undergo a permanent and unknown genetic change. Why do I say unknown? Because they said if all things go well... What if all things don't go well? What happens then? So, anyway, that Gates, like I said, wants to reduce the world population. Gates and a lot of other people, I mean, he's not alone. He's just the figure that we see up there and he's got lots of money to back this up. But he's wanted this all the time. So, this is, this is where we're at, this is where we've been going, so what is our solution? If I go back to something I shared on the network, everybody should belong to the network, and when I say belong, you're on the email network, and it's based on geography, so that, you know, there can be a hundred people in Texas, there could be a hundred people in California, or, you know, as we get more and more people on, we don't want a thousand people on one group, but all the groups together will make thousands and really these are just email groups what you want to do is become a part of the living network we had a guy who's living in his folks house and his folks he didn't have a job and he's 40 years old and his folks wanted to get him a get wanted him to get a job cuz he's just he he's wasting his life away and somehow or other he got upset and posted on our, our, one of our Facebook sites and that he's done with us and all this kind of stuff. And he said something about contracts and, um, accused us of, I guess, Moravian connection and, uh, Freemasonry. The guy lives in his imagination. Uh, we, we don't require contracts from anybody. <laughs> we don't have that. We do keep records, but, we're sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands like Christ commanded. If everybody was doing that, organizing themselves, I'm not going to organize you. You have to organize yourselves. Now, I'm just speaking about this. Today, I took the sheep out on the desert, way out on the desert. I was out in the field. I was moving water around and building manure dams. and Like I always do when I'm working out there because I don't just sit and watch sheep and protect them from coyotes. But I'm out there uh, doing other work and then all of a sudden they decided to go to the other end of the field. You know, we're out on the desert and the other end of the field could be a mile and a quarter away. I can't even see them when they get down there. And they have been attacked by coyotes down at that end of the field before and I'm thinking why are you going down there there I'm surrounded by green fields filled with clover and sweet clover and every kind of grass you can imagine but somebody got it in their head they want to go down there where the coyotes have killed us before (laughs) so I went down and I, I got them and called them back but they did all stay together they, they do move as a group. Uh, when I first got sheep a uh, half a century ago, I didn't have range sheep. They didn't know how to stay together. These guys know how to stay together. They don't always know where to go. Uh, they don't always make the best choices, but if I call them, they come. If I, I tell them time to go to a safer place, they go to the safer place. If I can get you guys to do that, <laughs> you would have some of the armor. And like I said, each of you have your own armor. This is voluntary. I don't, I don't, uh, tie the sheep together. I, I make the dog stay with me. I don't let the dog chase them around most of the time. And, and with people, I don't do it at all. You have to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands start putting on that full armor of god by taking care of one another, caring about one another, showing up to conference calls to to meetings to uh, and then spreading the news that we need to do this. This will go when they try to stop homeschooling, when they try to force vaccinations, when they try to say you can't come into our store, you can't fly, you can't buy gas here uh, because you don't have uh, certification. I won't give you a driver's license because you don't have uh, an immune certificate. No, you just have to line up and get the shot. Now, I'm not just about not vaccinating. I just see this on the horizon. Like I said, Donald Trump said he wants to make 100 million vaccines. He later said that he wants to make up to 500 million vaccines. Bill Gates says he wants to make 7 billion vaccines since he says one shot will not be enough. You'll probably have to have another one in six months and another one in six months after that to keep your immunity certificate. He's talking about 14 billion, 28 billion vaccinations going into billions of people. You have no idea of what that could create. Like I said, the government did a study. The army did a study. They vaccinated with flu vaccine all kinds of their soldiers, but not all of their soldiers. Some soldiers, they didn't get the vaccine. The ones who got the vaccine, 35% higher rate of COVID positive people showing symptoms. In other words, they not only got COVID, they got it worse. 35% 35% more clearly affected COVID positive illnesses. Most people who got COVID don't even know they had COVID. They didn't show any symptoms. Half will not even show symptoms. This is this deadly virus that everybody's like, like the plague, that we're all going to be dying and no, it isn't. Whole ship, 1500 people, full. In an enclosed space full of old people. They only had a few deaths. Tiny percentage of deaths. Percent deaths, 6% deaths, the 10% deaths that other people were talking about. No. No, they didn't get 15 deaths out of 1,500 people. That's 91%. So, where's the big threat? The fear is coming from the media. You need your own media. You need your own network. You can't depend on Google all the time. You can't depend upon Facebook. You can't depend upon the media. You have to depend upon one another. And that means you have to discipline yourself because I'm not going to run around chasing you all the time. People say, well, I didn't show up and you didn't even call. Hens and chicks ministry. I'm not a hen. You're not a chick. When I... Talk about the kingdom, you need to listen to the kingdom in your own heart. I'm not going to write upon your heart and your mind. I'm not going to motivate you. I'm not going to stimulate you. You have to find the stimulation to seek the kingdom in your own heart and mind. You have to discipline yourself. I'm not going to rule over you. I'm only a servant. We've created the network. We're going to start our newsletter. I'm going to do a test here probably within the next 24, 48 hours uh, because we got it running again. But we can do the same thing through the network. You should be a member of the network. We can do the same thing through, and actually the network, we can get messages out much quicker. But you need to become a part of the living network by organizing, sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. And yes, our ministers keep records. They have to know who they're ministering to. They're, they have to know what congregation they're in. They're not in the congregation they minister to. They're in the congregation of ministers that serve other congregations. Because the kingdom is not congregationalism. The kingdom is kingdom. And, and you connect one another. And the way to build that trust in connecting one another is not donate everything to me. If you want to support this ministry, I can't say no to that. That's your choice. And we do have expenses and we could do a lot more if more people supported us. But we want you to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands first because that's what Christ commanded. Because you're going to need that whether they outlaw homeschooling, whether they are forcing vaccinations, whether they they create, you know, we had in South Africa. People were locked down so much that people were running out of food. They couldn't get out to get food. People tried to bring them food and the police were confiscating the food because it was going to white people. It wasn't going to black people because they have reverse racism now in South Africa. It's not everywhere. not all blacks doing it. But it's enough that it actually is, is very difficult for people. Uh, but it, you, they can create a sense of somewhat... No, I mean, like Australia. We were talking to people in Australia. We have people in Australia. And and uh, Victoria. The ridiculous lockdowns for a virus that really doesn't kill more people than the common flu. And it doesn't. It only seems to when you take everybody who dies of kidney failure and heart failure and... and uh and uh pneumonia and all and and having uh ventilators shoved down into their throat that's what killed a lot of people, just like aspirin killed a lot of people with the uh the Spanish flu, but it all becomes covid deaths. And so it gets that number up. They never, ever were counting deaths like they're doing now. And that's why, and they really do it bad in the democratic states, which is why in just a handful of democratic states, they have more deaths counted than the rest of the United States. How in the world can you do that? It's fake numbers. But it creates fear. And fear is how they cow you, how they heard you about And now they sick the dogs on you if you don't have a mask. And tomorrow they'll sick the dogs on you if you don't have an immunity certificate. Now, there are people fighting back, and that's great. But if you really want to put on the full armor of God, you have to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands and become dependent upon people who actually care as much about you as you care about yourself. The question is, do you care about others as much as you care about yourself? If you do, if you care about others as much as you care about yourself, you'll show up for minister calls, you'll show up for congregational calls. You'll you'll organize yourselves into the tens, hundreds and thousands. And then when more and more people begin to wake up, when they begin to wake up, those congregations of tens, hundreds and thousands will become more prominent, more numerous, closer you can meet. But then you will already be on your way to the changes necessary to be born again in the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So join us on the network of preparingyou.com or hisholychurch.org. Join the network. Become involved. And until then, I'm just going to say peace on your house. And may God be with you. God bless.